0: There's so much talk about probiotics and prebiotics these days, but did you know that choosing the wrong one can actually make you feel worse? It can cause more gas, more bloating, more constipation and diarrhea. So, how do you know if you should take one and if you should take one, which one is the right one for you? In today's episode, we're going to dive into all the different types of probiotics and prebiotics and what conditions they're best for. And We're going to tell you exactly what you need to know in terms of how they help and which strains to look for when you're shopping. You're listening to the fix your gut podcast, a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself, but heal others that were struggling, like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. Hey everyone, today we're talking about probiotics. And we wanna dive into not only what are they, but what do they do for us? I think you're gonna be surprised about all the things that they actually do for us. And how do we keep enough of these healthy guys growing in there um, rather than having the bad guys getting out of control? We're gonna touch on what happens when you take something like an antibiotic and how it wipes out everything, both the good and the bad. And why just taking a probiotic is not enough to rebuild your gut microbiome after an antibiotic. We have to understand, and we're going to dive a little more in depth into this in the episode, but probiotics are temporary colonizers of the gut. They stay in there from anywhere to, from 14 days to about six to eight weeks max. And then as soon as you stop taking them, after that time frame, they're going to be gone. They're going to disappear. They cannot stay in your gut long-term. They haven't yet figured out how to do that other than a fecal transplant. So what we have to do instead is promote the growth of our own, like grow your own healthy gut bacteria. That is the way to have them stay in the gut and flourish and actually impact your health long term, rather than having to rely on a probiotic. The other thing with probiotics is that there's only certain strains available on the market. And much like an ecosystem, we want as much diversity in our gut as possible. So, they've compared guts of people in, you know, microbiomes of people in North America to people or tribes that say that are less um, industrialized and more like living off the land still in Africa, certain, certain very, you know, out in the middle of nowhere tribes. And they actually had a much happier gut than our guts here in North America, which is not surprising. So, People that are more living off the land, they're in in touch with dirt and whatnot regularly, they're farming, they're not exposed to all the disinfectants that we use here in North America. They have a healthier gut and they have more diversity of species. So they have, you know, several thousand types of microbes in their gut. Whereas here in North America, the average person has maybe one or 200 different types of bacteria. And that's one of the reasons why we have so much more chronic health issues in North America. But some people have even less than that. So, you know, when there's only certain strains on the market. So if you're wiping out everything with an antibiotic and trying to replace that with a probiotic that has, you know, seven strains, maybe even 10 strains or more. Think about it. That's only 10 different types of bacteria. And we want to have hundreds or even thousands of different types. So how do we do that? By eating a wide variety of foods and a wide variety of different types of fibers because each different type of fiber and different foods promotes the growth of a different type of healthy bacteria. And that's why diet diversity is so incredibly important. And the thing where people get stuck in their gut healing is they get stuck with this limited diet of what they consider safe foods, foods that won't set them into a gut flare. And so they get really restricted with their food intake but then they're not getting the fiber. Like ironically, their symptoms are kind of under control, but they're not getting the fiber that they need to further um, their their gut healing journey, right? They're stuck in this limited um, food intake. They're stuck in this vicious cycle of I have to eat only these foods to not have a flare. But if you try to eat other foods to, you know, promote gut healing, you're gonna have a flare. So then we have to look at, well, why are you having a flare? It could be you have an autoimmune situation, it could be you don't have enough digestive power, not enough enzymes, or it could be you have too much bad bacteria in there that we have to kill off first before you start trying to introduce more fiber. So let's back up and take a look at what are probiotics. So there are many different types of bacteria and there's even probiotic yeast as well. And what they do for us, so they actually inhibit the growth of bad microbes parasites, bacteria, viruses. They help They help crowd them out in the gut when they're in there. They produce um, things called postbiotics and other things for our body. So they produce something called short chain fatty acids, which we'll talk about more in this um, episode. These are really important gut healing compounds. So they produce those, but they also produce vitamins as well. They actually are the final step in digestion. So they harvest calories from our food and some more than others. They keep the pH and the colon nice and low, which keeps colon, the colon healthy because healthy gut bacteria like a low pH, it's acidic environment. And they keep the gut barrier nice and healthy and the cells are nice and tight and sealed. So we, have, we don't develop leaky gut, so we have healthy gut cells. They help with bile salt metabolism, so these are bile acids from your um, gallbladder, and they're used for um, things like cholesterol, transport, but also helping with um, things like estrogen detoxification. They affect enzyme activity, they neutralize toxins, and in general, they actually modulate a very specific very few specific microbes but they actually modulate your immune system and your nervous system and I talk a lot about this for those of you who follow me I talk a lot about the role of modulating your nervous system and how it's directly connected to your gut and actually part of your nervous system the enteric nervous system is in your gut and so The gut bacteria are directly acting on that via the vagus nerve and other signaling molecules through the immune system and affecting your nervous system. So that's why when your gut is off, you're going to feel more anxiety. Your mental health might be off. You might have brain fog. So these healthy bacteria, these healthy microbes and even yeast do so many things for us. They affect everything from not just gut health, but mental health, cholesterol and heart health, Um, hormones, um, nervous system function, and even immune function. So that's why a lot of people that have imbalanced gut bacteria develop autoimmune diseases. So what do we use probiotics for? We use them for a number of things, um, most commonly to help with things like IBS, IBD, or even antibiotic-associated diarrhea. So there are certain strains that have been proven to help with that or just after an antibiotic trying to replenish. But like we said, yes, it's going to help. It's going to get some strains back in there. But A, it's not the diversity we need. It's only pumping in maybe 7 to 10 strains from your probiotic. And B, they're not going to stay in there long term. They're temporary, right? So the goal after any of these, you know, whether it's an illness or virus and antibiotic use, we really have to promote the growth of your own healthy bacteria, growing your own garden, so to speak, in there, by like getting lots of fiber. So there's many different types of probiotics on the market, and you may recognize some of them like Lactobacillus acidophilus, Lactobacillus plantarum, Bifidobacterium longum. There's Esbulardi or Saccharomyces. There's even some um, E. coli strains. Yes, some strains of E. coli are helpful um, Streptococcus and Pterococcus, and there's a wide variety of them. But um, they all have very specific uses. So if you are someone who is constipated and you take the wrong probiotics, for example, something like S. boulardii, which is typically used for diarrhea, you may get more constipated. So probiotics are not a one size fits all. Just getting a general probiotic from the health food store or the grocery store is a really not a good idea because it could cause more symptoms for you. The other thing you have to consider when getting a probiotic is dosage and the non medicinal ingredients. So just because something is a higher dose doesn't mean it's better. They range anywhere from like 1 billion organisms, so 1 billion CFU is the measurement, colony forming units, 1 billion all the way up to, you know, 100 billion, 150 billion, I've even seen some as high as 400 billion, which seems high, but you actually have trillions of bacteria in your gut. So it's a drop in the ocean really, but again, just getting back to the fact that, you know, the right probiotic for you, if it's the right strain, and even if it's in a lower dose, like one or 5 billion, it's gonna be more beneficial than just hitting your gut with a super high dose, multi-strain probiotic. And it's more likely, especially if you have a sensitive gut or other health conditions, It's more likely if you take this high-dose probiotic that you're more likely to get symptoms. So either constipation, diarrhea, gas, bloating, heartburn. There's so many things that it could cause for you. If you're like me, on your gut healing journey, you've tried everything. Low FODMAP, gluten-free, probiotics, all the things. Maybe even went for a colon cleanse. And you're still struggling with bloating, brain fog, fatigue, heartburn, constipation. You're about ready to give up hope, but don't give up just yet. (laughs) I am here to help you figure out why you're bloated and how to conquer it once and for all without restrictive diets. I'm going to be hosting a free three-day challenge, the Bloat Free Me Challenge, inside the Fix Your Gut Collective. One of the crucial things we're doing inside here is not just talking about diet and supplements, but going beyond that. And one of the crucial things is really becoming body literate. See, we get frustrated with the symptoms our body gives us, but really these symptoms are signs. Our body is trying to tell us something. It's like, pay attention. Hello, something needs to be fixed here, but it's really confusing. What is it trying to say? So we just get frustrated. And in our society, we're told, oh, you have this symptom, take this pill. We are really good at masking symptoms, putting a Band-Aid on it. Okay, I took my, you know, emodium, or I took my laxative and now I feel better. That's not healing the root cause. And guess what? When you don't treat that root cause and these things keep happening, whether you feel it or not, this is inflammation building in your body. And that's going to contribute to mental health problems, weight gain, um, you know, higher risk for things like dementia and diabetes, all kinds of health problems. We don't need that. So what we're going to do in in the challenge is actually become more body literate and get empowered to understand why you're having these symptoms, what your body's trying to tell you and what you can do about it without resorting to a million supplements or super strict diets. So I want you to understand that when we talk about food reactions or food sensitivities, you're going to learn why it's not actually a sensitivity most of the time and that you can eat more variety of foods. Because what happens is when we don't understand how our bodies work, we tend to think, oh, I got bloated after I ate this food, so I must be sensitive to it, so now I have to avoid it. That really sucks, right? And it's also confusing because if you eat the same meal last week and you felt fine, but then you eat it today and you don't feel fine, you're like, what gives? I used to be okay with this. It was a safe food. And now all of a sudden I'm reacting to it. Guess what? It's probably not the food. Yes, food sensitivities can happen, especially if you have leaky gut, but it's more likely the state you're in when you're eating the food, your nervous system, and your stress levels. So we're really going to talk about a lot of mindset and uh, nervous system regulation techniques that you can use to shift your body into a healing state where digestion is optimized and you are less likely to feel like crap after eating. Because guess what? When you're in that stress state, say you're having a stressful day at work, it doesn't matter what you eat. You could just have a glass of water and you're going to have heartburn, indigestion, bloating, right? Because digestion is shut down. When you understand this and how the body functions, you understand exactly what to do to turn digestion back on, get it optimized so you can eat more things with less symptoms. I want you to have a bloat-free summer where you can enjoy the foods you love wear what you want with confidence and have the energy and the mental health and just feel amazing to do whatever you want, whether it's beach days, road trips, uh, family barbecues, having a drink with friends, you can do these things. You don't have to fear eating out or fear being away from a bathroom, right? We're going to get you there. So this three-day challenge, we're going to talk about causes of bloating, including your gut bacteria, nervous system dysregulations, even things like autoimmunity. We're gonna talk about how we heal the gut with a four step gut healing process, but also, really importantly, mindset shifts and simple daily practices and routines that you can add to your busy life. Believe me, these are simple things, guys, that allow you to optimize your digestive health and eat what you want. So, I'm really excited for this. It's also going to include a free recipe guide. And two chances to win lifetime access to my signature program, the Fix Your Gut Formula, which I recently revamped to include yoga classes, mindset, breath work, um, supplement protocols, new masterclasses with myself on all kinds of gut topics, and so much more. Value of over $595, but you're going to get lifetime access if you win in this giveaway. Super excited for you guys to check this out. So if you want to join myself and over 200 ladies inside the Fix Your Gut Collective for the Bloat-Free Me Challenge, that's April 12th to 14th. There's a link in the bio to sign up and you'll get an email with more details. And I will see you in there. We tend to get so frustrated with our body when we get all these gut symptoms, you're dealing with constant bloating and constipation and heartburn. But here's the thing, these symptoms are actually signals. Your body is actually trying to communicate with you. What if you could learn how to decode your body's signals, figure out what it needs and give it what it needs to heal? Here's the thing, a lot of us, we get so stuck on fixating on diet and supplements in our gut healing journey, and we get really frustrated when it doesn't work. But we really need to move beyond just diet and supplements and learn how to shift your body into a healing state in order to fast track your gut healing, enjoy food, banish the bloat, and feel confident in your skin again. But so many of us are really disconnected from our body and what we need to feel good. We get these symptoms, but our society tells us, oh yeah, we have a pill for that. So we just medicate our symptoms away. Whether it's a drug or a supplement, we just pop a pill like a Tums or a Zantac because we just don't understand what's going on with our body. And we know this is going to give us relief, but we're not actually healing the body. We're just masking what's going on. We've also built these lifestyles that are all about performance and results and serving others. And you've neglected your body and its needs for so long that your gut symptoms are its way of screaming at you, enough is enough, pay attention to me. I've worked with hundreds of clients and many of them are super healthy, health conscious people and they're very diligent and strict with their diet and their healthy lifestyles but they get frustrated because they're just not making the progress they had hoped for. And what I've come to realize is there's three major reasons they are stuck. Number one, their mindset. They're stuck in this mindset of, oh, I'm always going to have these issues, or if I eat anything outside of my safe foods, I'm going to have a gut flare. So many self-defeating mindset uh, patterns that actually put your body in an inflammatory state where it can't heal. The second thing is nervous system dysregulation, a.k.a. chronic stress and burnout. I know you've heard it before, but physiologically, when you are stuck in that stress state or survival mode, your body is an inflammatory state. It's just surviving. It has no interest in healing. So we have to learn to shift your body out of that state into a state where it can heal. And the third thing that I see happening all the time is lack of support. Whether that's in their day-to-day life, these people are working so much that they're not taking time to connect with their loved ones. Or in a lot of cases, our loved ones, they want to be there for us and, and support us, but they just don't get it. They don't understand how debilitating these gut symptoms are and how much they impact our life. So when I work with these people over the last five years, I have seen so many clients and I've come to realize that these were truly the crucial missing pieces of the puzzle. And I thought to myself, how could I reach as many women as possible and help as many women as possible without burning myself out? And this is why I built the Fix Your Gut formula, my signature program that walks you through not only my specific four-step gut healing protocol, but actually supports you as you build your gut healing lifestyle. Because gut healing is a journey and lasting gut health and optimal overall health takes time. So to get you there, I decided to revamp my Fix Your Gut Formula and relaunch it on a new platform to include mindset, mental health, and gut-brain connection masterclasses and trainings, tools for nervous system healing, so a video library packed with videos on yoga, meditation, and breath work, monthly group coaching calls, including mindset and Q&A on your most pressing gut issues, and one-on-one coaching sessions, as well as personalized gut healing protocols. I've poured years of experience, research, and my heart and soul into this program because I want you to be able to feel good again, to have the food freedom, to go out and eat at a restaurant, to travel without stressing about where the washroom is, to wear your favorite outfits without stressing about bloating and just feel confident and sexy again, And for a limited time to celebrate the launch or relaunch of this program, I'm offering 25% off lifetime access to grab your discounted access to the Fix Your Gap formula, head to the link in the show notes. And if you're not sure if it's right for you, I've also included a link there where you can sign up to get a sneak peek. So a couple emails with some sneak peek videos of three of the course modules, as well as an actual behind the scenes tour of what you'll get access to inside the Fix Your Gut Formula dashboard and program. And then the other thing here is the non-medicinal ingredients. So. A lot of probiotics, especially shelf-stable probiotics that don't need to be refrigerated, have what's called prebiotic in it. So prebiotic fiber, that would be things like inulin, chicory, um, potato starch, um, FOS, or fructooligosaccharides, or GOS. These things are all considered prebiotic fiber, and prebiotic fiber is there to promote the growth of the healthy bacteria and keep it alive while it's on the shelf. However, if you are someone that really doesn't do well with any kind of fiber, especially high FODMAP foods, so things like broccoli, cauliflower, um, asparagus, onion, garlic, apples, if these things give you a lot of gas and bloating and issues, you're probably not gonna do well with prebiotic fibers in supplement form either because it's the same idea. FODMAPs or prebiotic fibers are FODMAPs and it's something that is fermented by your gut bacteria and that's how they have their beneficial effect on the gut but if you have an imbalance in your gut where you can't tolerate FODMAPs you're more likely to get a lot of side effects gas bloating indigestion from these products. So there are some that don't contain prebiotics and so in that case you really want to make sure that you're having some Fiber in your diet, fiber that you can tolerate. So maybe that's, you know, green beans or flaxseed or brown rice or quinoa, things that are lower FODMAP that still have fiber that can help to promote the growth of your healthy gut bacteria. The other thing is fermented foods. So there's a lot of hype about fermented foods, and a lot of them have naturally occurring probiotics in them. And a lot of them survive in, you know, when they're fermenting, when they're fermenting, and then when they're on the shelf, there's still live organisms in there. But the issue is, if you have enough stomach acid, that is, some of us have low stomach acid. But if you have enough stomach acid, they may not actually survive the transit through the stomach. So that acid might be enough to kill them. And that's why a lot of uh, probiotic supplements are enteric coated, meaning they have this special coating that resists um, being broken down by your stomach acid so that they survive and get to where they need to go in your small intestine and large intestine, mostly large intestine. So probiotic foods, yes, they're great. But again, they, the, the probiotics in there may not survive the transit through your stomach acid. However, they're still healthy for you to eat. But again, if you're someone who's very sensitive, you're reacting to a lot of foods, especially if you have um, a lot of allergies and histamine type reactions to foods, you probably want to avoid fermented foods because they are extremely high in histamine. I know myself, before I discovered that I had a histamine intolerance, I would constantly try to eat fermented foods because I knew they were healthy for me. And I was at work one time at a health food store and I drank a bottle of kombucha. And I instantly felt drunk, completely drunk. And I was so panicked. I thought, how could this possibly be making me drunk? I knew that the fermentation produced a small amount of alcohol, but legally these products have to be tested to make sure they're under this limit. I think it's one to 3%. So I said, there's no way this can actually be making me drunk. I found out that drunk feeling what they had from the kombucha was actually more of a histamine allergic type reaction, which gave me severe brain fog, tiredness. I just felt really out of it. So going back to we have the prebiotics, we have the the probiotics. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart here. Then we have the postbiotics. So what happens when we take a probiotic or we have a healthy bacteria in our gut, they They get fiber from your food, and they ferment it, and they produce these postbiotics. So these are compounds that keep your gut nice and healthy by reducing the pH, so keeping the pH nice and low. It actually acts as food for the colonocytes, of the cells of your colon. It helps heal and or prevent leaky gut. And these um, postbiotics, which include something called butyrate, could actually pass into your bloodstream and through your blood-brain barrier into your brain and help with neuroinflammation or brain inflammation. So these things can actually help manage pain and migraines and things like that. So pretty cool stuff. Really, really crucial for a healthy gut. Really helpful for things like IBD. But you can't be making enough of these healthy compounds if you don't have enough healthy bacteria. And a lot of us are really low in healthy bacteria due to antibiotics or antacid use, very limited diet as well. So what I want you to take home from this episode is, number one, probiotics are not a solution to um, IBS or other gut conditions. Probiotics alone, anyways. I do use them as part of a protocol with my clients. But again, they're temporary colonizers there's only a select strains in there and we want hundreds and thousands of different bacteria but the amount of probiotic strains on the market there's maybe 20 or so right so we really need that variety which we get by eating more fibers and more variety of foods the other thing is they really help modulate your immune system so if you have any kind of autoimmune disease chronic inflammation in the gut Um, even if you haven't been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, you can have something called AGID, which means it's an autoimmune gut type of reaction or situation where, yes, you haven't been diagnosed Crohn's or colitis, but you have some kind of autoimmune reaction going on where your gut is attacking itself. And the probiotics can be very helpful with that um, by reducing that attack and kind of modulating the immune system. So keeping in mind too that We want to choose the right strain, right? So a reminder that if you want to try a probiotic, it's best to work with a practitioner like myself to find the right strain for you. Because if you take something um, that's the wrong strain, it could end up worsening your gut symptoms or causing new symptoms, but the right strain can have really great benefits. And it's used as part of a comprehensive protocol that I use with clients called the 4R protocol. And I usually use them only near the end, unless someone's having a severe flare up or an autoimmune situation. I typically only use them near the end when we're working on restoring the gut microbiome. And so there's so many probiotics on the market. If you're really overwhelmed and you do wanna try one and you you know maybe your practitioner has recommended one, but they're not sure which one is right for you or you have one that you have questions about, feel free to reach out to me, uh, ideally within my group. So the Fixed Your Gut Collective on Facebook. And, but the, the thing you need to know is that I can't recommend a probiotic or any kind of supplement specifically to someone without working with them and knowing their full medical history. Because it has such a strong effect on your body, it's not just a willy-nilly like, sure, try this one and see what happens, right? I want to make it a very personalized prescription based on what that person needs and where they are in their gut healing journey. So typically early on in someone's gut healing journey and working more on optimizing their digestion, getting their stomach acid levels up, getting their enzymes up, restoring any nutrient deficiencies and killing off any kind of bad microbes or overgrowth of bacteria in the gut. And then the middle section, we're working on repairing and healing the gut. And then only in the final stages are we introducing a probiotic. So I hope you guys found this episode helpful. um, And I hope you learned that self-prescribing is not a good idea. Um, And again, fermented foods... For sure, try them out, but keep in mind that that's not going to give you everything you need in terms of the right strains. Because first of all, you don't know what strains are in there. And second of all, they may not survive your stomach acid. The one thing I wanted to add too is how do you know if you need a probiotic? A lot of people ask me this. So people, first of all, people assume that everyone should be taking them, which is not the case. People that need a probiotic are people that have been on an antibiotic, especially if it's a heavy duty one. People that are immunocompromised, depending on the, the condition, as it can help support your immune system. People that um, have inflammatory gut issues, whether that's IBS or IBD, especially when they're in an active flare. Um, people that have been working with someone like myself and been doing a lot of killing. So, like I said, that early stages of the phase were killing off bacteria. Unfortunately, that can kind of reduce the numbers of healthy bacteria. And so part of the healing process, especially if that person's in a flare, is to use a probiotic temporarily. So these are just some of the many situations. Um, I will also add, um, any kind of illness. So if you feel like you're getting sick or you are sick, Taking the right probiotic could help support your immune system as well. Obviously, it's not the only thing. But the one thing I want to hammer home here is that, yes, probiotics can help. But keeping in mind, they're temporary in your gut. And the more important thing is to grow your own, your own garden of bacteria by eating as much fiber as possible. And once again, if you can't tolerate fiber, that's a really good indicator that there's something wrong with your gut bacteria that needs to be balanced out. And then we can start adding the fiber in because once we balance that out and optimize your digestion, oftentimes foods that you thought you were reacting to become a lot more tolerable and you're able to eat them without having gas or bloating or indigestion. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Hey, if you have 30 seconds to spare, if you could leave me a rating and review in your podcast app, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps women just like you discover my podcast and start their own healing journey. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.